0: Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is W-Y-R-D. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals.
1: I like the I'm, echo. It was like a slow fade. Yeah, that was good. That was a great sound effect. I'm doing some doppler in, you know.
0: <laughs> hey. How you doing?
1: Good. How the hell are you? I'm all
0: right. That little ring reminded me of the smell of my grandfather's basement because he had a phone down there that rang that way.
1: Oh, my Lord.
0: He had phones everywhere in that house, you know, because that's what they did. That was their living was the phone company, I guess. Yeah.
1: And so. Yeah. My grandmother's basement um, had a, well, it had my favorite chair from when I was a teenager that somehow got moved over there and was in the basement because nobody wanted it. Uh-huh. Then it was like, had spiders and stuff. it, So I didn't want to sit in it. Oh. But it also had this giant light bulb, mm-hmm. like an Edison bulb that was as big as a soccer ball. It was huge. That was screwed into the, you know, that was the light in the basement. Mm-hmm crazy i love that old basement that would always smell good like dirt
0: yeah dirt. yeah dirt basements are still a thing around here aren't they
1: they really are well we got one at weird mountain that's so right. Our dirt basement that's going to become a root cellar now
0: well it's it's already is one it's just going to be a more comfortable one for the humans i guess <laughs>
1: Uh, and it's gonna be a root cellar once we make sure none of them damn groundhogs can get in there. Oh,
0: man, there was this video of a cute groundhog and a certain person kept wanting me to throw it up in the Earth Critters page and it's like I can't bring myself to do it. They just lost their appeal to me now. <laughs> <laughs> I said since I saw that, you know, that mean looking one. The seasons are changing. My appetite and my food palette is changing. Now I'm all, you know, apple-centric. Uh-huh, me too. Instead of melon-centric,
1: I'm apple-centric. Apple-centric, I love it. Well, what? I got me, we went to the grocery store this morning, and I got me, I don't know, like five pounds of Rome Beauties, mm-hmm. which may be my favorite, one of my favorite cooking apples. They're That's huge. an older
0: one. They're
1: huge. And they're so easy to peel, easy to chop, and they're good. Make good applesauce.
0: Well, no, I treated myself one year and I bought an apple peeler. Mm. That kind of, it's got suction cups and it'll sit on a counter. Yeah. And it'll also peel, you know, potatoes too, but I'm an apple girl. And boy, man, I love to eat some good quality apples this time of year. Mm -hmm. We were talking apple magic last time.
1: That's right. There's a ton of magic woven around apples. And a lot of that comes out of the um, Irish and Scottish traditions because apples were super important Mm -hmm. in their um, mythology and in their lore. And, of course, there's the thing that I love to do with kids where you slice the apple kind of horizontally Mm-hmm. And you open it up and there's a star on the inside. So the place that holds the seeds becomes a star. It's really beautiful. I think I know what you're talking
0: about. And we were also talking about the apple faces. Mm-hmm. And that was that was an interesting one. And the apple peels, apple magic. That was yeah. the Apple magic.
1: It's always it's always good luck if you can remove the entire peel from an apple without it breaking. Mm-hmm. That's just good luck. It's not that's, a specific kind of good luck. It's just like whoa that is I'll take it that's some good luck yes. then if you throw it over your left shoulder and turn and look at it and see what initial it made then that the initial is the first initial of the name of your sweetheart.
0: Right. Now, when you say turn and look at it, do you mean stand in place and turn your head? Or do you mean turn your whole self?
1: Well, whichever. It doesn't matter. I I don't think there's any superstition about not looking at it. Okay. Do you? Have you heard one?
0: I've known women who claim to divine by looking at a peel in a bowl.
1: Oh, yeah, you can do that. Well, you know, you can divine with anything. Yeah. But Yeah, you can put a... Put a peel, especially a peel, in a bowl of water so it's floaty. Mm -hmm. And you'll see and then kind of squint your eyes a little bit and make out what the shape is. It's the same um, same process as uh, scrying tea leaves or coffee coffee grounds or any of that stuff.
0: I never knew that. But, you know, it makes sense for, like, folks like us who have a lot of apple trees in our region. We're going to feel more connected potentially to something along those lines
1: yeah does that make any Um, sense and apples are an amazing source of food they just give and give and give and give and you know you prune them prune them good in the spring early spring or in the winter you know give them a good prune and and they will just produce and produce for you till they fall over we've got a big old courtland tree in our backyard well used to be a big old courtland tree and now it's not so big and it's only got a couple of limbs that still produce any any leaves and a few little flowers and it'll it yeah makes a few a few uh apples every year not too many
0: you might want to transplant or give me some seeds or something well
1: i think we probably if we wanted to we could get some rootstock yeah we could graft some of that tree onto there we talk about that but we haven't done it yet we well. you know how that goes. All that stuff to do around a farm and a and a yard, you don't quite always get to it.
0: All you need is time. Time. Yes,
1: time. 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 The other thing, that, of course, that apples are good for is you can make applejack. You can make uh, apple. Uh, you know, ap- apple cider, mm-hmm. either hard cider or children's cider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so you know you can eat them you can drink them you can build your house out of the branches I mean apples are just amazing
0: they really are they make uh, the apple wood is great to cook out with mm-hmm. got a campfire going and I'm a fan of taking an apple and throwing it in with your smoothie because it'll it'll sweeten it a little bit and it also gives it fiber. So yeah, it's-
1: I don't know. I don't do. I I don't do smoothies. I don't know that I've ever even had a smoothie. Really? it's Too many calories and too much sugar for me.
0: It's a. It can be a carb hit. Real. It can. Like-
1: and I. You know, if I'm gonna have a carb hit, it's gonna be a big old slab of chocolate cake. <laughs> it ain't gonna be something I'm pretending I'm getting healthy with. I'm gonna uh-huh. be like, uh-uh. I'm That's am way
0: in. to live, right there. I I do like fresh carrot juice. But smoothied, I don't want it to be all strained. I want to get the fiber with it. So, uh, you know, that's about as close as I come to smoothies anymore. Now that I I watch my carbs and stuff.
1: Is that a big thing? I mean, do people still do a lot of smoothies? Seems like that was a big thing 10 years ago, but I don't know.
0: I'm sure that people still do a lot of smoothies. I would. If I wasn't watching my carbs, I'd be doing it. I think it's one of the most convenient ways to get your nutrients. Yeah, but... You don't have a lot of time to focus on food, but you want to be oh healthy. Gee, what,
1: what kind of idiots don't have time to focus on food? There are a lot of people who... I'm just going to tell you right now. If you don't have time to think about what you're putting in your mouth, you are wasting a bunch of time or you need to back out of whatever the hell you're doing.
0: Well, it may not be that. I've seen people who are into smoothies that are really into their nutrition, but they don't know how to cook and they don't want to learn. So they just take what they need and throw, you know, Roger Darrow from Earth Fair. He was one of the first people that I know of that was doing the macrobiotic thing.
1: Yeah, I think at one
0: point he had evolved to the place to where he was just basically putting, you know, root vegetables and stuff in his pocket through the day and eating that way. He was kind of eating all day long. It was mostly raw fruits and vegetables.
1: And I think that's probably real good for you, actually.
0: Well, that's a person who would probably hardly ever sit down for a meal. You see?
1: Yeah, but, but he's thinking about what he's putting in his body. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's not like he's not thinking about it. He's right. really conscious of what he's doing. Yeah. How he's feeling the machine.
0: That's basically, he's doing that all day long. And, and when you're drinking smoothies, if you're doing it for health, you're just doing basically raw fruits and vegetables in different combinations. You know, and I I know... That I I would drink one that was a green smoothie, uh-huh. and it would I'd have them throw ginger in it and apples, and then finally one day I was lucky enough to be able to acquire you know a good quality blender and I could do my own. I really enjoyed doing it because I didn't have a place to cook and I was I was spending long hours at my office. And so it's like, yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to drink V eight juice if I have the option of buying or having fresh vegetables and doing it that way. You see, so that's that's why I did it. And learning about it got kind of addictive. It was like a hobby for a while. And the person I worked with was very <laughs> like obsessed it. about it.
1: It was like your hobby. My hobby yeah. is making green drinks.
0: Green drinks, yeah. I had a, I think I had a blog called Raw Green Smoothies, because I was all about the raw vegetables and stuff in a smoothie. Oh, nice! Uh, you didn't know that, did you? <laughs> You'd never know it looking at me now.
1: <laughs> no, no, I would never even say that. Not at all. It was yeah, a- I, I'm, I'm big on the vegetables. I know you want to have all the vegetables.
0: I know. And the things that you talk about that I'll, when we hang up, I'll go in there and be like, I don't want a peanut butter sandwich now. <laughs> oh, I want to have some of that. pickle beans. <laughs> Ooh, it's almost pickled bean time. Yay.
1: <laughs> oh, pickle beans. Yeah. I, Love it. I, I haven't made any pickled beans yet, but soon, soon.
0: You had that chime in your voice.
1: So, yes. the oh dulcet I love it i've got a I've got a freezer full of green beans and tomatoes and all that stuff I, I never had never did get any corn though, so I don't know what I'm gonna do about that so I think corn season's just about done,
0: yeah, it is just about done. There's always a farmer's market to see what's out there. You may have some yeah, friends that have some. they something.
1: might still have some from somewhere,
0: yeah, somewhere. That's the thing. Well, now I need to go get a sandwich.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now you're hungry.
0: I want some pickled beans. That was one of my favorite meals was cornbread with pickle beans and a big, thick-sliced tomato.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: And a cucumber.
1: Oh, that sounds so good. I love cucumbers so much.
0: I do, too. I really do. And and good garden tomatoes are one of the best things.
1: Yeah, and now I have to be sad because there's not going to be any more of them for a while. Do you ever grow anything inside through the winter? Not tomatoes. Not I don't have enough tomatoes. sun for that. Yeah, that takes a lot of sun.
0: Do you grow anything inside that's not like ornamental? Do you grow any vegetables or?
1: Yeah, I will bring in. Um, I'll bring in my boxes that have uh, some greens in them, some lettuces, mm-hmm. until they get too tired. But mostly, yeah, I just wait till, well, I'm going to winter over some stuff in my garden. So I'll be able to go out in the garden and pull carrots for a while. And when the spinach comes up, do the spinach and some other heavy greens. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that way I don't bring them in the house. Well, I guess I should go because I've got all these darn apples over here that I've got to peel and then chop them up and get them ready for the freezer. So good to talk to you always here on the Weird Mountain.
0: It is good to talk to you too. And you know what? I'm going to go heat up some spaghetti sauce, I think, and just have a little supper myself.
1: Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> I wish you could come hang out. I know me too. I wish you could come have some of this soup I made. It's so yummy. Uh, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a ghost telephone. Oh, my
0: goodness. Should I say hello?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, that is entirely up to you. Do you say hello to a ghost?
0: It depends on the ghost. And it depends on the circumstances, don't you think? It depends
1: on the ghost.
0: Yeah, for sure. It does
1: indeed. Hey, everybody. Hello, everybody. I am peeling apples, big old Rome beauties, mm. and me and Alicia were talking about what we were going to talk about, what what we were going to inflict on you today, and we thought it might be ghost stories. Oh, yeah. What do y'all tis,
0: think? Tis the season.
1: Tis. Tis, tis. Do you want to go first? Well, first I think we ought to talk about ghosts and ghost stories and why people tell them and stuff like that. Go ahead. <laughs> well, um, oh, I don't even know where to start with like I I'm, I was one of those kids that loved ghost stories from a an early age, mm-hmm. and I think a, around here a lot. And I may have quoted this before on this show, but you know, in the South they say that the past isn't past, isn't dead. It, hell, it didn't even pass. So I think we live with our past so closely. And that past, of course, includes all the people that came before us. So well, we, we love to tell a story up here in the mountains and a ghost story double so. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, ghost stories are universal, I think, around most humans want to hear some version of ghost stories. But in in Appalachian, this region of the Appalachians, what I should say, you're exactly right. It lives close. They live close. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I knew that there was supposed to be a difference, and saying that with air quotes, between a dream, a ghost, or what they call reality until I was a
1: little older. How about you? Huh. Well, I mean, they all seemed different to me because they all seemed real in different ways. So, I mean, I if, if there was a ghost story like, you know, our Mr. Haney story that my mom used to tell, uh, that seemed different to me than what I might dream, which might be something that would come true. Uh, and also the third thing was um, dreaming things that weren't necessarily real. So ghosts always seemed very real to me well, because yeah. my family talked about them all the time
0: exactly i mean they really did so do we have any criteria about talking about ghosts on this show right now because i know that you and i could spend many 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 hours talking about this subject so we should probably just have some sort of criteria what do you well
1: i don't know tell me your favorite one tell me your favorite ghost story I don't know if I have one. Do you do you have uh, a favorite, ghost, a favorite story? ghost story? Well, the thing is there's the ghost stories that everybody tells about the area that everybody thinks they know. And then there's like the personal family ghosts. Um and I always think those are the those are the best ones. Those because are the ones that comes down down through your family and then and then sometimes they just get blown right out of the water. My um, my grandmother lived in a house over in Monford yeah it, we it was haunted buddy and yeah. yeah and we um we all experienced the haunting of it in different ways like her brother uncle carl came down he lived in new york he came down one year to stay He he and his wife i guess stayed in the back bedroom and she had you know it was the 60s and 70s she had a little old mantle with some milk glass vases and plastic flowers on it. Oh yes. Oh yes, you can <laughs> see it in your in your mind's eye. I
0: can, yes.
1: <laughs> and um uh it was always said about that ghost that uh we called her Mrs. Brown. Mrs. Brown didn't like men. So my great uncle was sleeping. No, he was sitting up in bed reading and his bed, the bed faced that mantle. So he was, you know, leaning up against the headboard, facing that mantle, reading a book. And he said he looked up and he saw one of those milk glass vases levitate up off of that mantle with the blue plastic flowers on it. And it came flying across the room and smashed into the wall beside his head. Whoa. Yes.
0: Was there a mirror nearby? I'm just curious.
1: Yes, there was a mirror over the mantle. You know there was. (laughs) <laughs> so that, I love to tell all those Mrs. Brown stories, and I have, I put some of those in my book because they're, just, they're homely in the very best way because we just felt so kind of kindly towards her, and there was things like um, it was believed the, the lore that came down with the, with the phenomenon was that she had fallen down the very steep steps that went up to the second floor. She'd fallen down those and broken her hip Ooh. and died in that back bedroom. Oh, my. What we were always told. And so sometimes on a quiet winter night, you could hear the, 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 the down the steps. Mm. You could hear it. And sometimes if there were you know, lots of people staying in the house for whatever reason, they'd all come out at breakfast and go, well, did you hear Miss Brown take a tumble last night? Why, yes, I did.
0: (laughs) How old were you when you first heard it?
1: Oh, uh, probably a teenager or tween, something like that.
0: Interesting.
1: Is it in that
0: upper part of Montford or? Pardon? What area of Montford was it? Chestnut Street. Mmm, boy. Yep.
1: Yeah, it was um, it was something else. And um, but the problem is that once you start looking at genealogy and you start tracking back history, it ruins some of these stories. Or I know. <laughs> It makes you know that the story of the phenomenon is not the actual story. And then you got to dig a little bit deeper, or you got to figure it out for yourself. So my my grandmother bought that house, and she and my grandfather lived there until they both died. And my mother and father had moved in to take care of the grandparents. And they both lived there until they died. And then my brother and his wife lived there for for several years. And my um, sister-in-law, you know, they would park in the back of the house and come in the back rather than the front. And she came in one day and she saw what she thought was her teenage son standing in the dining room looking out the window. Mm Mm-hmm. And she said something to him and then, you know, she put down her bag and, you know, did whatever you do when you come in the house from work. And then she realized that her son did not wear overalls and that he was still at work or he was still wherever he was. I can't remember how old he was then.
0: That would creep me
1: out. She went went back in thinking somebody had broken in the house and there's nobody there. So come to find out, there never was a Mrs. Brown, evidently. And she oh. did not fall down the steps and bust a hip and die. But the last man who lived in that house was Mr. Brown. was a oh. Brown. And, you know, we wondered, was Mr. Brown, did we see him then? Did she see him in overalls? Was that somebody else? We just never knew. But she used to pull some tricks on people. It was funny. Well... But she wasn't pulling tricks on me she liked me apparently evidently and she liked my grandmother but the tricks she'd play on other people she used to she used to say that she would uh put nails in the driveway so every time my daddy came over there to work on the house he'd come away with a flat tire oh. Oh. and he what he started doing was he just didn't park in the driveway parked on the street and then he was fine isn't that crazy That, you
0: know, that sounds like something that would happen. That sounds like something that could happen at the cottage. Because Miss Previs is very particular about who she wants on this property, don't you think?
1: Yes, she is. Yeah, we've got our own weird mountain ghost. We love that gal.
0: She's a a very interesting spirit on this mountain, I think.
1: Yep, she takes good care of us. Mm -hmm. Watches out for us mostly. Though I think she's friends with that damn groundhog.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I hope not. I hope not, too. That groundhog was so, he was so at home here. But I'm pretty sure he met his demise. I think he's gone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's too bad. He's gone to the bosom of Abraham. (laughs) But, you know, I do a lot of energy clearance for people who will contact me and say, Oh, there's a ghost in my house. And I go out and, you know, do do my thing. And I love to hear the stories of them, though. Don't you?
0: I actually do get a kick out of hearing the stories. I mean, about 50% of the time I end up getting irritated because the story will come out and it'll be like, gosh, that's just, they're so disrespectful to the, to the spirit in the house.
1: Yes, you know, I think that exact same thing.
0: Or in the yard or wherever, whatever's going on. And you know then we've got the other group of people that all they know about it is what they've seen on the paranormal investigation shows, and that's cool. It actually is cool because some minds get opened up that way, but people will i'm not sure what to how to explain it except that they'll diagnose their problem, and that's not actually their problem. so it's like we that, you know, not even close. This is all what they would term, they would call it conjecture on my part.
1: Ah, yeah.
0: But, you know, somebody's, somebody tells me something and about the things that are going on inside their home and the things that are happening with their child and so on and so forth. And they'll go into, you know, a great amount of detail about how, how Christian they are and, or how whatever they are, uh, and then come to find out After, after a long while, I might be able to diagnose it. Oh well, you know what? Their mother was a psychic medium, and uh, people are just scared to death of Ouija boards.
1: Isn't that the funniest thing? I don't quite
0: understand it, but I've noticed that if somebody is afraid and they call me and they've got a situation going on, they want to know what to do, then. You know, a lot of the time I'm hearing them say, and there was a Ouija board. And it's like, well, was there a cast iron frying pan? Because grandma might have used that, you
1: know. I mean, when you say? You know, I've got that little tiny cast iron frying pan, and I call it my scrying pan. It's too little to cook anything. I wouldn't even cook an egg in it so little. But I love it, and uh, and I just fill it full of water and scry it.
0: You scry with it, and it's small enough, I guess, to carry it with you somewhere. Yeah,
1: and just take it anywhere. Yeah.
0: What I don't want to do is is ha- have you get too specific and naming names and stuff, but do you <laughs> have any – well, you can if you want. I'm not going to tell you not to, but do you have any events or – stories or situations that stand out in your mind that make you go wow wow there's no way to explain this with the standard laws of physics
1: um well yeah i don't know about the physics thing that's a whole other question but um yeah i had something happen to me it's been several years back now that um a friend of mine had asked me to come she was living on a farm in the on the the shanks of the mountain where I grew up, mm-hmm. and I kind of knew where the farm was. And she said, "I think I've got a Civil War soldier here, and I just want to. Would you come out and take a look? Because she was going to have like a big Halloween do, and she just wanted to know." Okay. So, um So I go out out there during the day, and it's towards the end of the day. You know, it's evening. It's sun's starting to get low but it's not set and um and I walk through you know I hug her we hug each other hey good to see you blah, blah. and then yeah. I go out to the area around her barn and she's telling me about the neighbors and she's telling me this tell me that well I walked through this one area that was cold and and I kind of tracked it with my hands um, I kind of flap my hands in front of me I call it magic hands I got my magic hands out Yeah. I was flapping my hands around and following this cold, like a cold draft of air, and then I I could walk it. You know, I could feel where that cold air was and walk it, and I I went in to get her in the house and said, all right, now right here, if I walk like this, is that about where you're seeing or feeling this thing? Because she was... She was like seeing it out of the corner of her eye, but she wasn't seeing it real close.
0: Right. That's a pretty common phenomenon, isn't it?
1: Yeah. She said uh, it scared her at first because she thought somebody was there. And then she realized that whoever was there, you know, probably been there a long time and they weren't weren't there to cause her any mischief. So we are standing outside her barn and she has this strong feeling that it's a, a young fellow that went away during the war. And um and came back. I mean, she didn't have any like family history because it wasn't her farm. She had she and her husband had bought it. So we're standing out in the sun enjoying the pretty day and talking about what it could have been. And mm-hmm. that that cold, a cold level of air like that or a change in the temperature of the air. Sometimes if it's a cool day, it'll be a warm strip of air that kind of leads you to think there's something barometric going on over there. Yeah. So we're just standing there talking, it could be this, it could be that. And did she feel any kind of danger or whatever? No, no, no. She was wondering if she should rope the area off if she was going to have this Halloween party. Everybody be rowdy, drinking some drinks and, you know, whatever. Um, Should she rope it off out of respect? And I said, well, I think that'd be a lovely thing to do, actually. Thanks. So I turned back to say something to her because we're kind of both looking off at the horizon. Right. And. In the in the opening for the hayloft of the barn, mm-hmm. clears day, clears day, there was uh, a young girl, maybe sixteen, seventeen years old, mm-hmm. and she was wearing a blue dress, and it was it was one of the like a 1940s style dress with like a little collar. Ah, okay. And um, she was standing. With her back leaning against the door you know the doorway of the hay loft up there, and okay. she was looking in the same direction we were looking, and she was just kind of looking over to the horizon and she would turn her head a little bit at one point she kind of looked down at her fingernails, you know she just was standing there, she was totally unaware of us huh and and I said to my friend, do you?" Are you seeing that up there? Am I am I having some kind of uh, delusion or are you seeing that? And she didn't see it, but she could feel it, hmm. whatever it was. And so we watched her for a little while and she just looked so sad. And after a while, while I was watching her, she just faded away. Just faded away. And my friend never did see her and I never uh-huh. was back out there to see if I would see her again. Wow. And that, but that's unusual for me. I don't often see spirits. My daughter, she is very, she's very good at that. That's her gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't often see them, except like you said, out of the corner of my eye.
0: That's that's the most common way, as far as I can tell. Have you ever uh, been able to ken something, in K E N something through the sense of smell?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Me too. Oh. that's a very powerful sense. It for, is for history and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take you right back. Right. And we had um, my parents had bought the little house that that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. They had bought it from some neighbors' parents, so they were pretty elderly, and I I don't remember what happened to them, okay. but I remember that the man who used to live in that little house and and I think built that little house. He used to come up every day and visit my mother, not every day, but he would come up and visit my mother and just kind of check on the house and all that stuff. So he must've lived, I'm guessing with his children mm. Gotcha. who were of course adults at that point. And he smoked a cigarette and he would clear, he put a cigarette out and clear his throat before he knocked on the door and came in. Well, after he died, that we still heard that we would hear, we would smell cigarette smoke and we would hear him clear his throat. And then we would wait. Cause the next thing was, you know, like 10 seconds later, knock, 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 uh, pecking on the door. That's what he used to say. He'd come hmm. pecking on the door. And that was where it stopped. So you just, you would smell the cigarette smoke and you'd hear the throat clearing, but you, but he never came in.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Well, when I did the ghost tour in Asheville,
0: we would frequently have certain certain smells that would show up. And not the typical city smells that you would think of, but like roses and so on in certain locations. It was interesting to note. And here, that's happened several, several times to me. I've had a certain smell, and I know that Miss Revis is around or something along those lines. It's pretty common, too. They say the sense of smell is the strongest of your senses.
1: Believe that. Yeah, and probably the last one to leave you.
0: Probably, I always thought it was hearing that when, as you know, but
1: I guess I know too many, too know too many sixty and seventy year olds who are already losing their hearing. Thank you, very. Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's true. That's true, and their noses are probably just
1: fine, aren't they? (laughs) <laughs> oh well yeah Oh, I, I love those stories and I love to I used to do it like you I used to do a tour downtown mm-hmm. for a couple of years I always thought that was fun to do a ghost tour with the village witch
0: It. I, oh I'll bet it would be I wish yeah. I would have paid for that
1: ticket <laughs> well and I would do uh, I'd, I'd take 13 people at $13 a head <laughs> wow. and I had a pretty little ornamental broom Oh. And so we would stop at a place and I'd hold the broom up just like a tour director so everybody could gather around right. and tell them st- stuff and ask them questions about Asheville history to see if anybody knew. And I'd like have funny little candies and little prizes to give people. It was a lot of fun. That
0: sounds like fun. How long did it last?
1: I just did it for two years.
0: Uh, no, you know, how long did the tour last?
1: Oh, uh, gosh, almost two hours
0: that's pretty
1: good yeah and we ended up at the beer garden and people could have food or they could have a drink or whatever you know well wow. that's you were one of the early adopt. you
0: were one of the first ones that did it I guess no
1: I was not mm-hmm. I did it because I took one of those damn tours downtown
0: oh. and that
1: it was a bunch of crap <laughs> it was like oh this will be a really good story to tell but you would go well that's just not logical I'm sure that didn't happen Well, but, well, and I've told you that, sir, before I, somebody gave me a ticket to do, and I'm not going to call the name of the one it was, but one of the downtown walk-in ghost tours. And we got to one place and and I said, but aren't you going to tell the story of, and told this woman the story? And she said, no, no, that's not, that's not in my script. And and then, uh, and then we walked past another, we talked, walked past one of the churches downtown And I'm looking at it like, are you not, you're not going to tell the story of this church because this one will raise a hair on your neck. And I was just about to go, are you? And I thought, don't tell her all your stories. Yeah. Yeah. You know that?
0: (laughs) That's funny. Well, there are a ton of stories.
1: Yeah, it was because that tour I took was just so plastic. It was like, oh, all right, I've got my little sheets here and I'm going to tell you these stories and I'm going to do it in this Flat, affected voice. So you don't blah, 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 blah. And it was just awful. Mm.
0: So it wasn't entertainment. It was just, yeah, it was a scripted tourist thing.
1: And I had done them in like Charleston and London and places like that where somebody wore a tall black hat and a cloak and they made everything sound very dramatic. Oh. And that, well, it was annoying, but it wasn't boring. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Our tours, the
0: ones that I gave, they were limited in the number of people that would be allowed to come. And they were also kind of told ahead of time who their tour guide was. And so certain people would sign up for the tour just because of knowing my background a little bit. And we would get into some strange subjects walking through Asheville. Yeah. Really, really. And there's some strange subjects to get into. And you know, m- most of my ghost stories, or now I better rephrase that, most of the significant stories that I remember that really affected me one way or another, they almost all happen outside. And that to me, anyway. And although I know things happen indoors and, and all of that, and I've witnessed some stuff, but the really significant things have always been outdoor things. For me, huh. when some some strange well, I've told you that story of the time I was camping. Oh yeah, the, oh yeah. The woman in the river. Yeah. How all the everything just poof, all the lights and anything running on a battery just disappeared, just stopped at the same time. And really, it wasn't possible for that to happen, especially not camping. And all of these things were separate. It's not like they were all on the same electrical line or something they were battery operated so here's here's a here's a lantern over here and here's a a boom box and a here's a cell phone and here's this and that and they all just disappeared boom stopped at the same time right when right when that sentence came out of my mouth yeah and we felt the chill go through us and we weren't talking about ghost stories we were i think getting ready to I don't know, it was the end of a long evening. We were in a very happy place. We were camping. But we weren't we really were not thinking about stuff like that. But I've seen stuff like that and I've connected it to specific spots sometime. Yeah. It was also at that same spot or the next field over, I need to say, that I had that experience with uh our, our good friend in common Trish Mm -hmm. who is a very powerful woman. And what I saw with my own eyes, I don't know how that even could be. And I know that in the physical world, the laws of physics tell me that that wasn't possible, but I also don't think I was having some sort of shared hallucination either.
1: So what was that? (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
0: I love this area. It's old and it feels old. And there's certain times that it feels easier for me to just kind of refocus and and you know open your eyes and you're in this whole different place no i I like the i like this area for the ability to do that
1: yeah me too i always think sometimes it's like those um like uh amphibians that have the extra eyelid is it amphibians yes The neck neck tonic Eyelids, something like that. I always feel like I have one of those for history, especially when I'm downtown. Like, I could blink hard, and then I could see what Pack Square looked like in 1960 and 1940 and 1920 and 1880 and 1860. I just feel like I could see all of that with a blink.
0: Wow. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I'm weird. It's profound. If if that happened to me, that would be a profound thing. I think I'd get all fascinated. First I'd be fascinated with nineteen sixty, obviously, but then you know. Asheville is is the strangest town. People come here and they say that they've been attracted to this place for this reason or that reason. And then they they love the uniqueness of the town. And then when they get here They work as hard as they can to make sure that the town is just like the place that they just left.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Or to make it seem to make it seem ordinary again, like oh, it's just homogenized. Yeah, to make it homogenized. thats a good way to put it.
0: Yeah. the The buildings that go up, it seems like they all look basically the same. Maybe the same person is building them. I don't know, but. If you go into the older neighborhoods around here, you'll see that this rock house is right beside this brick house, which is right beside this clapboard house, which is right, you know, and the houses look different and they have some personality to them. Yeah. There you go. There's my. Well,
1: there's the the houses around here, the new ones that I used to call cracker box houses because they look like a cracker Mm -hmm. box stuck on one end. Yeah. Well, Today we were driving down by the river and they were, of course, breaking up a hill and clearing some land. Mm-hmm. And I called them t- <laughs> houses. I said, Do you know, some damn developer's going to come in there, put in a bunch of them half million dollar t- <laughs> houses. <laughs> My husband just looked at me like, what did you just say? Where, what? That's what I'm going to call them from now on. So, Craig, if you need to just crow that one out, I'm going to say it two or three more times <laughs> t- houses. That's all they are. They look like some crazy, like a little <laughs> in uh, what, them bras from the 50s and 60s? Of bullet bras. It's like a, <laughs> in a bullet bra. <laughs> yeah, All right, now you can call the Chamber of Commerce if that'll help them out any.
0: Anyway. <laughs> hey, we've got this great idea for your new ad campaign.
1: That's right.
0: It's, it's sure to be a hit because it.
1: Remember those every- bras from the 60s? Remember those? Oh,
0: the bullet bras. Because
1: yeah. everybody likes. <laughs> You know, that's right. Everybody's gonna want one of them houses right down there in the damn flood plain.
0: Oh, and then oh, or right on the side of a mountain, yes, so that when the first big rain comes through, the whole house will slide down, and then we'll get to pay for it in some way. Well, we'll you
1: know, that happened down, on Am, they happened down on Amboy, some damn developer from Florida built him some <laughs> houses and. And then and then he cut down the one tree <laughs> that's holding, holding it together. The the, yeah. I was holding the whole bank together. Cut down that tree because it ruined somebody's view shed, I'm sure. <sighs> Man, bam, bam! Here come down the. <laughs> houses. Yep. So you know, I I got no answers for this because I got no answers for any of Asheville's problems. Because yeah. Asheville loves some drama. And it loves some problems, and it loves to make them more complicated than they are.
0: And it loves some tourists.
1: Oh God, does it love some tourists! And bless you if you're touring through here right now, because we're loaded up.
0: We and have been, which I is amazing been. during this time of COVID. But that is bringing
1: the COVID to us.
0: Yep, Graham County did pretty good until the motorcycle started showing up.
1: Oh no, to to ride the tail of the dragon.
0: Yep, yeah, otherwise known as the road. Back road to Knoxville. I mean, it's just a road, folks. It just and then it's not even a good one anymore. It used to be pretty fun to ride that road if you could do it without getting car sick, you know, it was a fun road to ride on, and it, it cut down some time between Robbinsville and Knoxville, you know, cut down considerable amount of time. And there was some really pretty little views through there. And then they discovered it. And it has just not been the same there since then. So COVID came in. I know I talked to this gal. There's only really one grocery store there still. It's not that big. And they had they had a, a senior hour or a at-risk hour early in the morning. And boy, let me tell you, one of my kin folks, we were on the phone and they were so mad because they said those tourists came down and they'd come from their house or their place or whatever, just raid the grocery store, take back a month's supply, and that they were just, you know, raiding the grocery store and that... The folks who really couldn't get out and go somewhere for their groceries were just stuck. Oh, she was mad.
1: Well, and well she should have been.
0: Yeah, I know. Wow. So, ghost stories. Let me say, we're all going to be one someday. So, well, let's be careful
1: how we treat them when we see them. Maybe. I kept thinking my grandmother would be a ghost. Yeah. And she'd come back and hang out with me or I would smell the smell that was her, that was you know, some hairspray and some face powder and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. she never did. I never did see any of her. Yeah. Was. I wasn't living in the house where she, you know, where she was. So that might be the reason.
0: Yeah. I don't know what I, I, I'm i constantly observing to see if I can find some pattern that will tell me why that happens. And I, I've never figured it out. So I, yeah. I want to see all of them. I never, I never have. Well,
1: yeah. Well, and I and I just think some of them were done, and they just went on. Yeah, possibly. You know, that's probably they, true. That's they probably might have true. liked that house, okay, but you know, they got to be in a place that was really nice. So.
0: Yeah, or yeah. maybe their real home was where they grew up as a child, or something. That's where. Yeah, they
1: and some that might be where they are. That's an interesting
0: yeah. thought. I'm gonna have to give that some thought. Tell you what, Miss Byron. Yes, I'm-, I'm gonna hang up now. No. We ain't got no more ghost stories. Oh, yeah. No, we've got a ton of ghost stories. Well, we'll do
1: those the next time. More ghost stories. Yeah, let's do some more ghost stories. All right. That sounds good. All right. Thank you for listening to us today, rambling on.
0: Absolutely.
1: Apples and ghosts and Asheville and history and all that stuff that we talk (laughs) about all the time. Yep, yep. uh, Y'all take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Wear your little face mask, make sure you register to vote, eat some apples.
0: Take care of yourself and Drink be sure with your friends and the folks around you.
1: Yeah, hold fast, all that's good. Bye now. Take care, bye.
0: Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Y'all, we couldn't have done any of this without Craig at Sunslice Records. We just want to say thanks. Sunslice. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. WYRD Mountain Gals.